أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورعيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا صدق الله العظيم ورسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم We <clears throat> we suffer from a, a nightmarish illusion. That we have to make our own lives work. We've got to earn a living, find the money, do things. Because if we don't, our worlds and our lives will collapse. We forget that our lives are only possible because of a spontaneous orchestration of things which are far bigger than our own ability to manage. We didn't design the, uh, <coughs> the, the events that have happened in prehistory that were the necessary preconditions for us to be. We, didn't, we don't design our ability to turn food into energy and consciousness and awakefulness. We didn't make the genetic makeup that has produced what we look like and who we are. In fact, we've been granted massive blessings way beyond what we could ever repay. And it is that blessing which produces our lives and produces lives that work. <coughs> this is how it is. We, we get brought up and we get socialized into a way of looking at things which makes us believe that this is not the case which makes us anxious, which makes us worried about our provision and worried about our future. It is precisely that anxiousness <coughs> which produces the effect of limiting our future. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has far more in store for you than what you could ever have for yourself. 
But because we don't trust him and we don't trust that, we behave in ways which disable the future which he has for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us other human beings and our relationship with other human beings as a, as a school, as a metaphor to explore what our relationship with him is all about. And in the first instance, it becomes apparent that if, you, if you're dealing with somebody who doesn't trust you at all, and whenever you give that person something, that person in the first instance believes that they only got it because they were very clever. In other words, they don't recognize your generosity. And second of all, that they don't trust that you'll give them again because they've got to manipulate you to get out of you what, what they want. Then you would not want to give that person something in the future. It stands to reason that you don't give things to people who you experience as ungrateful. You don't give things to people who you experience as manipulating. So why should your Rabb give you anything? If you look out at life and you have within, with, through a lens of ingratitude and you look at life through a lens of distrust. So there, there are two kinds of work that we do to make our lives work. The one kind of work is work in the world. It is work to uh, <coughs> earn a living, to uh, do things out there. There's another kind of work that we do, which is work on the inside, which is about developing, cultivating a heart which is grateful and a heart which is trusting. What you've got to understand is that for most of us, producing a heart which is grateful and trusting is only the product of deliberate work. It won't happen spontaneously. You get the one or two beings who are naturally uh, sound of heart, who are naturally grateful, who are naturally trusting, but they're rare. Most of us have been somewhat damaged by our lives. We've been knocked around by life a little bit. So we've learned a habit of thinking ill of Allah. Because when we are ungrateful and when we are distrust, untrusting, we are thinking ill of Allah. We're thinking he is not a generous Rabb and he will not uh, protect us in the future. So we have to do the work to fix ourselves on the inside. You can't just leave it to spontaneity. And doing the work on the inside, you can describe from many points of view. But as Muslims, we know that it is with the dhikr of Allah, it is by the dhikr of Allah that the heart becomes tranquil. By definition, a tranquil heart is one which is grateful, and a tranquil heart is a heart which is trusting. And the dhikr of Allah, the, that in itself has many layers of significance. The most obvious layer of sig significance is what we've just done. 
It is these practices of coming together, of reminding ourselves of Him, of allowing our bodies to remind us of Him, to empty ourselves out so that only He remains. Because that's what you do with a dhikr, that's what you do with a hadra. You empty yourself out. So the only thing that is left over afterwards is this quiet spaciousness. It is these practices that produce a tranquil heart. It is these practices which produce a heart which is grateful and a heart which is trusted. Which means we've got to commit to these practices. We've got to do this stuff. We've not got to do this stuff from the point of view that if you don't do this stuff, you're a bad person and you'll, you'll go to hell. If you, do, if, you, if you aren't doing dhikr, if you aren't doing salah, if you aren't doing the practices that make you keep on bringing your heart back to tranquility, then what will happen over a period of time is the rest of your life will be a disaster. Because you will not open yourself up to the blessing which your Rabb has in store for you. We're like thirsty men who don't know where to put the water. You'd think a man very strange if he was dying of thirst and you gave him a glass of water and he poured it on his foot. He'd say, this is the wrong hole. It's supposed to go into your mouth. Why are you pouring it on your foot? An ungrateful person is like that. An ungrateful person, they, they might receive the, the, the stuff but they can't take it in because it is only gratitude which allows things in. Mm-hmm. If, it's like if you, haven't, if you haven't appreciated the thing, you've not actually received it. But think about a, a meal that you, food that you really enjoy. But let's say, for instance, we give you that plate of food and then we, we light a fire under your feet and we slap you over the head and we have very loud music playing while you're trying to eat this food. Well, I mean, if you aren't giving attention to the food, you're giving attention to the pain in your foot and the pain in your head, you, after, you might be full after the meal, but you won't have tasted the food. You won't, have, in that sense, appreciate, you wouldn't have really received the food. So it is appreciativeness, it is gratitude that opens your being up to receive. Otherwise the stuff doesn't land, it doesn't go in. The blessing doesn't go in. It is literally like pouring, this thirsty man pouring the the glass of water on his foot. It's like he, he doesn't let it in. Like your mouth is the opening that allows food into your being. So gratitude is the opening that allows blessing into your being. Alhamdulillah. May Allah grant us nearness to him. May he grant us annihilation to him. May he grant us death before we die. In Allah, how am I going to be? Yeah, you had a dinner. I'm in the sun. 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 I'm in
اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك نبينا وعنا آله وصحبه وسلم تسلما سبحان ربك رب العزة يا معزفون والسلام على المرسلين